What's up, everybody? It's Captain Cook. Welcome back to Spicy Memories, the podcast where we talk about food and life and stuff. So, this is it, man. Solo Daddy episode for 2022. You know, new year, new me. All that shit that everyone is going to say to you for the next for the next two fucking weeks, probably. Um, but yeah, hope everybody had a good new year. Hope everybody has a safe new year. Um, I wanted to do a post-COVID episode of just me because I, um, for, let me see, for about 10 days before Christmas, uh, I was put in isolation alone in my bedroom because I had tested positive actually, uh, which which was my fault. I mean, I waited like nine months since my last vaccination. I, I blew off my first booster appointment and, uh, I just, I had gone way too long without any vaccines in me and, uh, it's, and, and also it's spreading like insane. So, what I didn't expect, though, um, despite what everyone had said to me, <laughs> was the severity of uh, what happened afterwards. I was put in the emergency room a couple times, and my lungs wouldn't stop swelling, and I wasn't doing so well. They, in fact, they had to give me an antibody infusion into my blood uh, <laughs> just to stop my lungs from swelling, basically. So, uh, so yeah, that was not fun. But, um, hey, on the bright side, at least, uh, after a pretty horrible two months... I got to spend um, my 10-year anniversary alone in my bedroom, as well as Christmas morning alone in my bedroom, because uh, my wife, thankfully, was still testing negative, um, which is funny, because we actually went through this last year in January. She got COVID, and I was still testing negative. So, I don't know. It was kind of funny how it reversed like that, but um, yeah, and I totally did lose my smell and taste. I still barely have any smell and taste. It's finally starting to come back a little bit, but it's been about a week or so since I, uh, just over a week since I've been released from, <laughs> from isolation. And, um, it's, I, I didn't, after the second day of being in isolation, I lost my taste and smell completely. So that's been fun. Um, so I'll, uh, I'm going to talk about cooking when you have no smell and taste. And, um, I don't know. I also want to talk about some other stuff that I've, I've had going on as far as like food and opportunities and stuff like that. And, um, things I'm learning about the food business, you know, because, I'm starting to work in the food business a little bit more and a little bit more, and uh, you know, I don't know. It's uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a pretty easygoing solo episode. We'll see how long I can I can keep this going. So, which is usually what I say. Sorry. Um, oh man, it's funny if you know why. You know. Oh god, why do I do these episodes by myself? Anyway, so uh, let's start off with uh, the most interesting thing that I've eaten recently. And you know what? This is actually something that I made a long time ago, and I just recently did it a couple days ago, and I ate it again this morning when I made a bowl of a ramen, but I don't make just the bullshit regular ramen. Like, I take that ramen and I soup it the fuck up, which everybody should be doing, by the way. You know, going and buying the packs, like those plastic packs of, like, the six-pack of, like, dried ramen noodles... And, like, you can throw those fucking seasoning packets out if you want. Like, you can use them sometimes, like, a sprinkle of them in your seasoning mix or in your base for the ramen. But that's about the extent that you should do it. Because using a whole one of those packets is, like, I don't know, like, 2,000 milligrams of sodium or some shit. It's, like, insane. But um, I had actually cured egg yolks, just egg yolks, in an equal mixture of soy sauce and mirin. And for those of you who don't know, mirin is, like, um, like sweetened sake. So it's like thick and like syrupy, but it's also like 8% alcohol. So it's like, it's really, really fucking good. But I, um, what happens after like a day or two is the egg yolks turn 
um, like clear a little bit and they get like, they get like syrupy and thick and you putting them into a hot bowl of noodles makes it, makes it just thick and juicy and creamy and extra juicy. So yeah, just did that again this morning. It was fucking great. Um, everybody should be curing egg yolks a little bit more. I've actually, I've cured egg yolks before in like a salt mixture and curing them as if you're making like locks, you know, in like a salt and sugar mixture. What that ends up doing is, uh, making it, uh, into a, con- into a consistency that you're able to like grate on top of like pasta and stuff like that and into salads and stuff like that and give it an extra thick, you know, extra, th- extra thickness, you know? But this came out gooey, these, because they're marinated in thick, beautiful, syrupy soy sauce and mirin. Just mm, so good. So I made the bowl of ramen with that. That's probably the most interesting thing I've had recently, I'd say. Um, and also, uh, yeah, I actually, that's not true. I made like a Korean style pulled pork recently, which some of you may have seen. And it was like an eight hour overnight pulled pork. Well, not overnight. I marinated the pulled, the, the pork shoulder overnight and then I cooked it for eight hours in a crock pot on low. And it was marinated in like soy and like gochujang and like a lot of like sesame, like fresh like sesame seeds that I toasted and like some oyster sauce and like crystal hot sauce and like uh, red wine vinegar, rice wine vinegar, shit like that. Um, so a barbecue sauce, obviously. So it was like a Korean barbecue kind of pulled pork. And then I needed something to kind of brighten up that fatty pork. So I made this slaw out of green and purple cabbage, but instead of just throwing in you know, um, like vinegar and all that shit, or just mayo, I made a uh, gochujang mayo type mixture. So it was like gochujang mayo with like white and black pepper, some soy sauce, tamari, and mixed all that. And it was fucking amazing. I ended up putting those on like brioche buns and we just completely annihilated them, which uh, I don't know. I'm still thinking about that. (laughs) I was just like, holy shit. And um, yeah, oh man. Sorry. Woof. Blacked out there for a second. Um, So those are definitely the most interesting things that I've cooked recently. Again, cooking those without smell or taste is a fucking challenge um, because everything you're going is based off texture and also you have to just have somebody else taste. I mean, I had my wife tasting the entire fucking time because I had to. So that was kind of annoying. Um, But... uh, I mean, it's not, it was not as bad as like the first couple days that I was in isolation, especially it was like insane. Like when I first lost my taste and smell, I literally had her leave a bowl of like fucking tapatio hot sauce outside of my bedroom. And I literally just fucking drank the bowl of hot sauce. And it was the strangest thing ever because like there was so much pain on my tongue because I just drank a bottle of hot sauce. Not really pain though. I mean, it was tapatio. So like how bad could it be? But it was, it was still spicy. And so I could feel the spice on my tongue, but there was no flavor. And that's really, that really freaked me out. Somebody who has completely tailored their life around flavor and taste and food. It just, it's like taking away the one thing that, you know, you really look forward to, <laughs> which it's sad if that's really the one thing that you look forward to. But, you know, for me, it kind of is. So um, this is an opportunity that I'm telling people, uh, you know, stay safe, wear a fucking mask, please um, get vaccinated if you can. And you get a booster if you can and just try this. It's the amount of cases in New York right now are absolutely insane. And in the U.S. too are just absolutely insane. So everybody try and stay safe because that was not the way that I wanted to spend my 10-year anniversary and Christmas morning. But, you know, c'est la vie, as uh, the Francais say, you know, such is life. But, yeah, so 
uh, on a happier note, um, I've, uh, I've been, I've, I've made a, I made a new year's resolution just like all of you and my new year's resolution. Well, I have like a professional and a personal one. My personal one obviously is, well, it's personal, so fuck you, but (laughs) sorry, Uh, but my professional one is definitely, definitely, definitely that I want to transition into food eventually like full-time like I I can't not work full-time in this business and I think one benefit that I have I was talking to my chef uh, you know one of my chefs recently and um, there are these two great chefs that have been kind of helping me and mentoring me all year and that I became very good friends with uh, chef Paul and chef Melissa and we were talking and he had pointed out which was a good point that like I have the benefit of having kitchen experience and knowing what I'm doing, you know, a little bit at least, but also not coming out of a kitchen where they beat the ever-loving shit out of me, which made me resent this business. Because that's usually what happens. I mean, if you're in a kitchen like that and you're in such a demanding space, you know, it really can fuck with your passion for the industry. And the more intense that my work has gotten, the longer catering jobs that I've worked, the more I've worked in kitchens, the more I've burned myself, the more I've cut myself, you know, the more kind of business end aspect that I've had to think about as far as like my hot sauce and spice rubs and catering and all that stuff that I've started now. Oh yeah, I started a catering business, by the way. Um, it's just made me fall in love with it more and more, which is kind of amazing. I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't see that happening at all. But, you know, it did. So, um... I have made the decision that I want to start working in food full time. I just, uh, it's, I just, I need to be in this industry. It's just, I recently, um, before I test the positive, actually, I, I, by the way, I was lucky enough in case anyone, ooh, sorry, just bang the fucking microphone. In case anybody was wondering, by the way, I was lucky enough not to infect anybody, including my wife. My wife still tested negative all the way to the end. Um, but that wasn't just luck. That was because I lived in the fucking bedroom and she did everything so I'd like, she's not going to, there's no fucking way she's going to make it this far in my podcast. She has to, li- she's had to listen to me talk nonstop every day for pretty much the last 10 years. So if you think that she actually listens to my podcast, why, why the fuck would she? You think she wants to hear any more of my voice? Jesus. I wouldn't want to hear any more of my voice. I don't want to hear any more of my voice. But, uh, um, she's, I was, but regardless of her not going to, not tuning into this, you know, one way or the other. I do have to thank her. She literally did everything for me for those 10 days. And I mean, like, she was handling living out in the living room, taking care of the apartment, cooking every single meal, making coffee every single morning, taking care of the cat, making sure the litter was scooped, making sure the cat was fed, literally, or like, dealing with the groceries that I was ordering, like a psycho on Instacart. So that takes a special level of love and patience. So I wanted to personally thank her for that because... I had to do the same thing in January for her, and I, we would do it over again, too. It's not really about that. It's just it's you feel horrible when somebody else has to do that to you. I do, at least. Maybe somebody else doesn't, but who knows. Regardless, the reason that you know everything was okay and she ended up testing negative, too, was I was just living in the bedroom. Anytime I would use the bathroom in our apartment, I had to wear you know, a KN95 mask and then wipe everything down and spray it before I left the room. You know, we would, she would, I would leave my clothes like separately. I mean, you know, it just, it, it was, it's, it's not easy, but it's the second time that we've successfully done this. It's the second time that one of us has gotten COVID isolated in the bedroom in a not huge apartment and the other person still tested negative after. That happened to me last January. It happened to her this time. And the reason is because we did it right. So go figure. 
But yeah, um, in case anyone was wondering, I did not infect anybody. But uh, I don't know, man. I um, I don't know. I I think this year is going to be good. Well, that's not true. I said that about last year because the end of 2020, especially not just for the pandemic that entire year, uh, but the very end of 2020 for me personally was just a fucking nightmare. You know, we had a member of the family die tragically, and then uh, two well, two people that I loved actually died <laughs> within the same 10 day span of each other. Um, so that wasn't fun. And then yeah, 2021, everyone's like, Oh, don't worry. It's going to be a better year. And then the first week of 2021, my wife got COVID. So it's like, uh, it's yeah, I've, I've, I've stopped uh, listening to people and they're like, don't worry. 2022 is your year. I'm like, yeah, but, or maybe it's not. Uh, <laughs> Cause everyone's like, well, look on the bright side. At least it can't get any worse. I'm like, well, don't say that. Cause it totally could. <laughs> but, um, enough of my optimism. I, I do think that 2022, whether or not it'll be good or bad, it will be different because I think I'm going to make it a point to actually put in the work to try and get myself to a place where I, you know, I'm actually happy as far as like, you know, my professional stance. I, you know, I've set up my personal life in a good way. Um, you know, I'm in a nice apartment that I like, you know, I'm living with my wife who I love and my cat and, um, you know, if we're set up where if we want to have, you know, kids in the future and stuff, we we can do that easily. You know, we we basically have set up our lifestyle here well. And now to maintain that, and because that's established, I'm looking to explore how to make myself professionally, like, a little bit more happy. Because I said this before on the show, and I don't really care if anybody hears, but I, you know, I, I do like my job, and I like the people that I work with, but you know, is it really, like, a passion of mine? Like, no, I don't really, like, no, I don't, it's not, I'm sorry. You know, I, I care about food, I care about, you know, sharpening knives, I care about flavor and seasonings, and I care about, you know, being able to, you know, properly saute something, and being able to multitask in the kitchen. Like, I, I care about these little tiny minute details that make larger cooking operations and restaurant operations and stuff work, and I want to just kind of fine-tune my skills this year. You know, I, I think this year I'm going to take advantage of, you know, having the benefit of having two experienced chefs that are happy to, you know, talk to me and mentor me and cook with me and have me cook for them is that I can completely pick their brain with anything and it's not in the middle of a dinner rush. And I'm talking to two people that have been in the industry for, you know, 20-ish years. So, you know, when you have that resource, it completely changes how you approach everything. And so I think I'm going to try to take advantage of that this year, and I'm literally going to just fine-tune any kind of skill set in the kitchen that I have, um, because why not, you know? I mean, especially in the winter, like, why the fuck wouldn't I? So, and also, you guys should take this as an opportunity to think about that for yourself. I mean, maybe we should be done with the whole, you know, new year, new me, or like, you know, it's going to be a bad year, like all that bullshit. Maybe we should be done with that. Maybe it's time for not new and not better, maybe just different, right? I mean, don't think of it as a time for me to start over fresh or, you know, don't think of it as, you know, new year, new me, or, you know, oh, this is going to be the best year. It's my year. Like, no, maybe it's not, <laughs> but maybe you can make it just different enough to where it changes your life just like a little bit. And, you know, that doesn't seem so optimistic, but it's a lot more optimistic than I think you're giving me credit for you as if you're fucking critiquing me. I'm acting like I'm not sitting alone in my office right now with like a blanket draped over my head to block out the excess amount of fucking birds that are chirping on my goddamn balcony. 
and just rambling into a fucking microphone that is just protruding towards my mouth. But man, this just got real dark real quick. This is what <laughs> this is why I hate these fucking solo episodes, man, because they're always like barely they're like a half hour, sometimes more. This one's probably gonna be about a half hour, but they get fucking dark, man. Because I, you know, I used to I used to read fucking Nietzsche just for fun, man. I was a true existentialist and a nihilist for so many years. And I still am along those lines in many ways, but like, I, yeah, I don't know. I could get real dark real quick. So that's my only fear sometimes when I record these things. But anyway, yeah, so maybe you guys should take this as an opportunity to, you know, maybe not start over fresh or whatever. Just like change like one thing, change something different that you want to change, something that's manageable. I mean, the reason that a lot of like self help people and self help books and like all that shit, a lot, the reason that a lot of them, kind of rely on the whole like set goals for yourself and accomplish those goals like all that shit is because it is satisfying when you actually accomplish something you know like there's that feeling of satisfaction from doing a good job or even not even doing a good job just being done with something and have being able to check it off a list it's it, it it provides this like comfort inside that not everything else does and like you know for like personally like the last time i had like a big catering job I was catering for this local place, Hayfields, that I, I, I do some work for and that I make hot sauce for and all that. And it's where Chef uh, Chef Paul is the executive chef there. And he had me, while he was doing another catering gig at the same time, I was running this uh, the other uh, catering job that was happening literally in the same time period. And so I, you know, I got a house full of, you know, whatever it was, 50, 40, 50 people plus. And, you know, it's me and it was a cook from Hayfields and like the serving, you know, company that had the, the servers that came. Um, and it's just, I don't know, watching people like this, like physically enjoy what you helped create. Right. And like enjoy the presentation and enjoy the flavors and like, you know, knowing that you were a part of that. And when you can actually see it in front of you, it provides a level of satisfaction. Like I, that was probably like a 10 hour day for me easily. Right. Not even, and it was, and by the way, it was a 10 hour day that probably started at like fucking 2 PM and I didn't get home until God knows when, but you know, so those long days, like, yeah, your back hurts and your shins hurt and like your feet hurt and you know, you're, you're dehydrated most likely. And it's just, it's a fucking mess, but the level of satisfaction from being finished with and doing like a good job like that, it's just, it's, it's unreal. And it's amazing how small little tasks like that can actually provide so much satisfaction. So that's why I do understand a lot of those self-help people actually do rely on like set small goals for yourself and then accomplish those goals because then you know, you know, like whatever. Um, or, you know, like it just, I don't know. It's the idea of like everything in baby steps. Like I totally understand that because even the smallest completion of a task provides a level of satisfaction, you know, like even when I have to like fix something around the apartment here, I love it. I fucking love it. I mean, assuming that I can do it. If I can't do it, I just get more frustrated and usually break whatever I'm holding. But <laughs> but this is assuming that I can actually do the repair that I'm I'm trying to. And if I can, it's a level of satisfaction that I can't even tell you. Like last March when I redid my entire bathroom by myself, like I mean the whole fucking thing by myself, you know? We have this beautiful vintage old like six foot vanity but it was made of that fucking melamine bullshit or whatever it is it's like laminate kind of i don't know like linoleum but shittier and um 
they tiled around the fucking vanity, whoever owned this place before us. So that is beautiful, which means that if we can't swap out the vanity or we'd have to retile the whole fucking bathroom. So I had sanded down that thing and put this amazing primer on it and painted it like a beautiful green with gold knobs that I put on. I ripped those old giant 50 pound vanity mirrors out of the wall, repatched the walls, sanded the fucking walls down and then painted the whole room white. I changed all the appliances to matte black instead of shitty old stainless steel. We had the tub reglazed in white because it was a nice vomit pink. I reglazed the sink myself from the pink to the white. You know, we found these two beautiful matching mirrors that were perfect, you know, like perfect circles, like 30 inch diameters and circles next to each other. You know, it's just when you finish something like that, right, it's a similar feeling of like, holy fuck. Like, yeah, like I did that. That was amazing. And that's the kind of feeling that I get when I cook. And more specifically, when I cook for people that aren't no offense to my wife or anybody else, but people who aren't related to me <laughs> or friends of me. Like, I love cooking for everybody, too. Like, even regardless of when you hear me yell in the kitchen, which, you know, my wife and everybody just certainly does, or regardless of how often I drop something or burn myself or, you know, knock over my chef knife who almost falls on my fucking foot and takes a toe off. Done that multiple times. Um, you know, regardless of all of that, I still absolutely love cooking for people. And especially now that I've thrown myself into more situations where the stakes are a little bit higher because these are not family members. And in these situations, these are people that specifically paid for it. So literally. So these are people who are expecting a certain level of quality. And if you can provide that, that's that's like it's you realizing that you've kind of leveled up a little bit, which is nice. So I don't know. I, I'm i getting a little more confident in my kitchen skills. But I think that you know we should all kind of uh, embrace the idea that you know, maybe setting smaller goals and trying to, you know, accomplish things in smaller increments might be better off for all of us, but maybe not. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. But regardless, uh, the episode is called Spicy Memories, so I guess I'll share a spicy memory with all y'all. I'm trying to think of one that really fucked me up. Yeah, so here's a spicy memory. I, um, this is an actual spicy memory, not like a trauma, like that's a real spicy memory, but this is an actual spicy memory. Does that make sense? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't matter. Anyway, doesn't matter. I'm just fucking talking to me. I'm the only one talking. Oh my God. I'm losing my fucking mind. Do you guys hear this? You're literally, you are audibly listening to me losing my mind. So appreciate that. Anyway. Um, so I decided three years ago. Yeah. 2018, 19, something like that. Maybe 2019 that I wanted to get those spicy ramen packs right like the crazy hot like spicy ramen packs and um i went to h mart i got like four of them and i don't know why i got four of them i was gonna do just one and then somebody was like oh you should have like four of them in a pile or whatever and i was like you know what fuck this i made all four at once made it in like a giant pyrex and then i thought it would be a good idea to just eat it on live on instagram and facebook all at the same time Um, I don't know that I could properly explain the level of pain that caused, not just because it was insanely hot that it had just been cooked, but also the, the, just the sheer volume and like this, these seasoning packets for these extra hots and like crazy, insanely hot ramen packs, it's not meant to have the best flavor. It's meant for pain. That's part of the marketing. It's part. It's supposed to be insanely fucking painful. Like, eating spicy things always, usually, hurts, right? But it's like a good kind of pain that you like. It's kind of like getting tattooed. A lot of people always ask me, did it hurt? Like, yeah, obviously it fucking hurt. It's a tattoo. What did you think? But 
it's not so much that. That's not the point. Like, yes, it hurt, but that's not how you should be judging. You should be judging it based off, you know, the I guess the flavor, you could say. Like with tattooing, like tattooing hurts, but it also how do I put this? Uh, stimulates. <laughs> um, tattoos give a very, um, it's a pain that hurts real good. Does that make sense? And uh, if my if my amazing friend slash tattoo artist Sarah is listening, hi. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, it's, it's a very specific, uh, very unique, amazing pain. And similar to eating spicy food for me, when you eat a hot pepper, right? If there's flavor in the hot pepper, depending on the hot pepper, it's it's gonna hurt, you know that. It's not about that though. It's about those flavors that go along with it, and it's about that amazing euphoric kind of feeling that you get if you eat something really hot enough. So that's why I like spice. But yeah, so I decided it was a good idea to eat four of these fucking ramen packs at once out of a Pyrex, and I don't think I finished the whole thing. I think I made it about halfway, but it was a rough time. I mean, I had everything that is supposed to kill heat lined up next to me. I had cream, I had cheese. I had bourbon, because for those of you who don't know, if you ever need to kill heat really quickly, fat, alcohol. That's fat and alcohol and dairy. Dairy really, dairy definitely helps, but fat and alcohol, the higher percentage of the alcohol, the better sometimes. I did, you know, obviously downing four packs of ramen noodles and then chugging, you know, bourbon from a, from a carafe like I did is not (laughs) advisable. Um... But I did it on live, and I was I was in pain, visibly in pain, and I was snorting, and there was snot everywhere, and my wife was just there, just cracking up, and uh, I, I, I almost died. That was crazy. I literally was just on the floor after that. I think I was on the floor for like an hour, just laying down in our living room, and I didn't even know. I was like, I was on the living room. My eyes were closed. My wife posted like a story of me, like zoomed up to my face, and just like Sound of Silence was playing like, hello, darkness, my old friend. I'm just like... I was like out, man. But uh, yeah, that was that was spicy as fuck, and I don't really know why I did that. I think I was just bored. I don't know. But that sparked, uh, you know, a bunch of people being like, "Oh, are you gonna go live and eat peppers again?" Like, yeah, okay. Well, I'm not a performing monkey, as I tell people all the time. I'm not a performing monkey, but I do like spice, man. So, but anyway. So, like I said, I'm going to keep this episode relatively short. I just wanted to check in with everybody. I hope that everybody had a pretty good 2022 so far. Um, I'm not going to say I wish everybody had a good 2021 because I'm sure some people did. But honestly, I I didn't. So I don't really give a fuck about the people that did. No offense. But, like, my 2021 was not stellar. Um, There were definitely high points and there were good things. Like, I really kicked my hot sauce into motion. I was able to start working with more professional food people, and I got introduced to people that have become great friends uh, in the food world and outside the food world as well. Podcasters, my podcast is finally, you know, getting some traction, and I've made, you know, friends through that, which is amazing. Um, and, you know, I, I, that's the other thing, I guess, with 2021, is I've, I've cultivated friendships, not just virtually, but also just, I, I think I'm starting to find value in specific friendships and the way that you can cultivate a friendship at an older age, like virtually, you know, um, it just, I, you know, not that I have anything against the people that I grew up with or people that used to be, you know, friends of mine, people around my, who I grew up my street, any of that. I have no problem with that. It's just you, when you, when you're older and you live life and you live a little bit far away and stuff, you gotta, you gotta find something that works for you and you have to find a friendship where, you know, it's mutually beneficial, where, it's not just one person being like, you know, it's a like, oh, fuck, man, we're all still hanging out. Where the fuck are you? You know, because then it's like, 
you know, it sucks. And we, my wife and I both get that a lot because we moved a little north of where a lot of our friends, you know, reside. And, you know, so we do get that a lot, not from all of our friends, but, you know, and so you, when you get older, you start to find things that actually matter to you and you're able to connect with people over that. And those are the kinds of friendships that you end up truly valuing because, you know, you, you, you're both getting exactly what you need, you know, and it's, it's nice and it's nice to be able to be, <laughs> to be an adult and to be able to relate to somebody over something and not feel like you're obligated. Like how many fucking times have you had to hang out with somebody simply because you were like, oh, well, we've been friends forever. I can't not see him or, and I have to invite him. I mean, he's been my friend since whatever, right? Like how many fucking times has that come up in anybody's life? That's like, not to be mean, but like, why the fuck is that still a thing? Like it really shouldn't be. Like, I, that's the one thing for 2021, 2022, I think what it's taught us all so far is you need to cut yourself a little fucking slack, okay? And stop pretending that you need to do shit for other people anymore, because that's not the case. It's not anymore, okay? We've been through enough shit as a fucking planet over the past couple of years where that's, that, that's no more, okay? No more of obligations that are unnecessary, Okay? Like, you do exactly what you need to. You hang out with who you want to. You talk to who you want to. You find the right kind of friendships for you. You find a professional career for you. Don't think, well, I have to because X, Y, Z. No. It, you have to, if you have to, if the following word is not because I, afterwards, just stop talking. It's that simple. Literally stop fucking talking. So from now on, that's what we're all going to do in 2022, okay? Is we're going to do things because we have to, you know? Like, my wife and I have to do something that's because we have to. It's like, it's not going to be done for anybody else. Like, we, I remember, and this is this is 100% true, we got grief from family and people outside of family when we moved up here because they were like, oh, you're so far away. Like, you know, why does that make any sense? Like, your commute's going to be so far, whatever. But, like, we knew that we where we moved to, we were getting more bang for our buck, and it was in the woods, and it was a little more quiet, and I'm surrounded by a nature preserve now, and... You know, it's a quiet lifestyle when I'm here, which is what I need, considering that I work in the fucking Bronx every day. You know, like, I don't think people realize that. And, you know, going from the Bronx to, you know, Nourishell, where I was, can be just as hectic. I don't want that shit. Like, my God. Like, you know, so you find what works for you. Okay? And that's what matters. And that's what we're going to start doing. How about that? So I'm sorry that this turned into a self-help episode. Well, it's not really self-help. It's really just the dude inside of your ears yelling at you for no fucking reason. You're probably just sitting there being like, why is he so hostile? Like, why is he getting so amped up? There's literally nobody here. And if you saw me alone right now, try to picture this. You walk into the office of your apartment, and there's a guy just with a blanket draped over his head, leaning onto a desk, just rambling. And you don't know there's a microphone under there, so you just see somebody who's maybe impersonating a ghost. Just rambling on. That's what's happening right now. So enjoy that mental image, bitches. Anyway, <laughs> so, oh, God. So we're past the 30-minute mark. I think I'm going to call it. I just wanted to check in for 2022, let you guys know that I had an exceptionally shitty year, especially towards the end, and I am going to change things up a little bit in 2022. I hope you do the same. And I want to thank everybody who's been listening to the podcast and reaching out. Um, I've done some lives with my amazing friend, Ashley Lana from Lullaby the Fear podcast. And I think I'm going to do a couple more lives as well with her. Um, if you haven't checked out her show, you absolutely should. Uh, there's a link for it on the bio of my Instagram, but also just search on Spotify or Apple or whatever, Lullaby the Fear podcast. And it's about horror, true crime. It's a great show. And, um, 
yeah, check out this podcast, obviously. Check out the other episodes of Spicy Memories. Check out my Instagram and my Facebook. Everything is at Captain Cook's Food. Uh, I also have an Etsy shop. You can find that link in my bio. And I want to wish everyone a happy and healthy new year. And new year, new you, right? <laughs> Stay classy, kids. Love you.